Hey everybody, my name is Damara West and I am the founder of Be Well Beautiful Woman, where we help female leaders and entrepreneurs to prioritize their wellness so that they can heal, live joyfully and abundantly. And we do all that while supporting you on your business journey. So for those of you who don't know us, we provide a myriad of wellness and business support services, which include coaching, business planning, uh, Reiki, EFT, therapy, retreats. We have these uh, virtual wellness and business series. In fact, we've got our love and forgiveness series coming up in January of 2021. And if you want to stay up to date with that, you want to make sure that you have signed on to our e-news through our website at bewellbeautifulwoman.com. Again, bewellbeautifulwoman.com. That's how you can find out about that series. And a lot of folks have been asking us about Reiki lately. We are going to be providing a Reiki training that allows you to practice on yourself and on other people during the month of December. So make sure that you sign on for that because you will also be released with amazing podcast episodes like the one that we're going to be doing today, which I am so super, super delighted about. In addition to making sure that you follow us or check us out on our website, make sure that you're following us at the letter Be Well Beautiful at Twitter and on Instagram and like our Facebook page at Be Well Beautiful Woman. And let me give you why we are both here today. I have the pleasure of being with Joy Webb who wears a myriad of hats and we're gonna be talking a little bit about each of those hats today. She is a native of Decatur, Georgia. She was raised with a high value of volunteering and commitment to education from her educator parents, which has continued through her work with Delta Sigma Theta where she coordinates community events and serves on several committees. She's a graduate of Florida AM A&M University with a BS in graphic design, and she received her MBA from the University of Phoenix. Most of her professional career has been spent marketing for Fortune 500 companies. She's the founding partner for The Dropouts, a branding agency blending of her creative education and her corporate experience, which allows Joy to establish synergy by connecting the common dots that most people may not see. She's also the founder of the Circle of Joy Giving Circle. As a group, members of the circle pool their time, talent, and treasure to strategically invest in improving the quality of life for the youth of the Atlanta metro area. In service, Joy also is a core movement partner on the Black Girls and Women Consortium, a movement granted granting millions to impact the legacy of Black girls and women in the South. And she is also a recent recipient of the Gates Foundation grant to provide an equity-centered tool for giving circles. Sis, thank you for being here. And what is it that you don't do? <laughs> oh. You do it all, sis. You do it all. We're going to be talking about a lot of that. So uh, are you ready to dive in? Sure. All right. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. So for as long as you can remember, service has played an important part in your life. I'm curious about what you've learned most about being in service to others. I think that um, what I learned most is listening and um, meeting people where they are. Um, a lot of times in service, we assume um, as we grow, as we learn, as we go into different environments that we know what's best, but community knows what community needs. So if you actually listen to the community and partner with them, I think we all grow together. 
Yeah, this is so important. And I, I talk about this a lot in the work that I do, because um, I do a lot of speaking and training. And a story that I tell a lot has to do with a, a guy who had, you know, recently lost his wife. And, um, you know, all these folks who were rallied around him to support him, his case managers and, and, and other folks who were playing roles kept telling him all these things that he needed. And he said, whoa, 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 all that sounds nice. But really what I need is for my teeth to get fixed so that I can remarry and so that this woman can help me raise these five children. And even though, you know, it makes people laugh every time I say it, but, but it goes to what you're saying that the reality is, is that if most people are asked and given opportunity to authentically share what it is that they need and to authentically be supported, then it changes everything, which ultimately provides better outcomes for us um, being in the field, even though I feel like being attached to outcomes is really futile. For, for all of us, uh, the best that we can do is show up and to, to give back in a way that's really meaningful and altruistic um, without knowing, of course, where it's going to land with people. Uh, but I just love what you're saying because a lot of times we still approach service in a way that we know best for people. And oftentimes we actually don't. I agree. Yes, yes. Okay, great. So, you know, the next thing that I want to be able to explore with you just has to do with, um, you know, the fact that you just won a Gates Foundation grant, which is huge. Congratulations. Um, not many Thank people you. can, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Not many people can say that, right? And so you're going to, you're tasked with creating an equity center tool for giving circles, um, which is truly outstanding. So, you know, for folks who don't know, what are giving circles? Why are they so important? And what might an equity-centered giving circle look like? So um, a giving circle is a group of like-minded people that intentionally leverage their collective resources to create the change they want to see. Um, my giving circle um, and the network that I'm in, Community Investment Network, which is a group of African-American and um, donor of color-led giving circles, um, likes to go with the mantra or the theory or the thought process of um, time, talent, and treasure, which leads to a testimony that um, really helps you understand um, and it keeps it simple. A lot of people feel like philanthropy is about um, giving money and oftentimes think of an old white man, maybe a white woman giving to children in Africa or something like that. But um, the word philanthropy actually means love of mankind um, and humankind. So we like to keep it very, very simple. And when you give your time, talent, and treasure, you have a testimony. The people that you are helping or the organizations that you are helping have a testimony. It, it continues to leverage and impact the stories and build community. So um, that's what a giving circle is. That's what um, my core is um, and my core passion is of, of the give back and the service. Um, when we talk about racially equitable tools in giving circles, a lot of times there are giving circles that, you know, may or may not be, um, have people of color or donor of colors in them. And, you know, in order to be able to attract or even provide for those communities, you have to be able to partner, you have to be able to speak the language where, you know, a lot of times it's about trust-based philanthropy in, um, in the African-American community and especially, um, you know, our trust is, is really strained when it comes to money. Um, and then if we are looking at donors or people, um, particularly Caucasians um, that are coming into our communities, 
you know, it looks sometimes we look at them as, hey, they want to just come in and save the day. And we don't have a trust factor with them. So we have some tools. I work with two other women that um, are leaders of giving circles um, here in one in Atlanta, Georgia, and one in um, Asheville, North Carolina. And we have um, formed a group called the council that basically talks through and does some strategic planning and also some coaching to help make sure that um, the circles are centered in racial equity and equality. So they know, you know, what they're doing and they're not just trying to just uh, check a box. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is, you gave us so much in that answer. And, you know, one thing that I want to say is that, you know, I've been doing fund development work for a long time. I have a consulting practice outside of the work that I do with Be Well Beautiful Woman called Change Agent Consulting. And uh, a lot of the assumptions are often the very thing that you said, right? That um, a certain group of people that look like this are not the people that give. And actually I was doing some work in Flint um, about maybe three or four years ago. And what we found from the data is that actually in zip codes where there's a higher, a much higher level of African-Americans living as a whole, they give more collectively than in other parts of town where people are giving more pocket-wise. So they may not individually give um, these large amounts, but collectively individuals throughout the zip code were actually donors, right? Because they were giving. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's so important that we uh, reframe our thinking around this. And I do a lot of org assessment as well. And I just had an interview yesterday where, you know, one of the board members said to me, well, there are maybe three people in the community that can give at the level that we can. And I thought, wow, that's such an interesting perspective that, you know, that you have, um, because there's a lot more people than that. And, and I appreciated her candor, right? I mean, that's the whole point in an, in an assessment process that people are being truthful, but it goes to show you the amount of bias that we hold about what a donor actually looks like. Right, right. Yep, it, it, de it definitely does. Um, and especially in the African-American um, community, for me, one of the things that I like to share with others is that we are philanthropists. We always have been. It's in our culture. It's part of our DNA. We've been doing this for years. Um, nothing is changing back. You know, um, collectively, um, we've been doing this. It's just not something that we we hold true, and we, we need to change that narrative because yes. we are philanthropists. Absolutely. So I like that, right? Because it's not just about, you know, folks who are um, non-African-American and, and shifts in our their biases, right? It's our own biases that we hold right. about what it means to give. And, and so I love that, right? This idea that you are helping people to really go back to their roots. And when we think about, you know, the, the most um, well-known um, African-American women in particular, those were all people that did transformational work, that did giving work in the same kind of spirit that you're going about doing it through your giving circles. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree that that's such a great compliment. Like I'm smiling like, oh, okay, say so. <laughs> a, lot of times, a lot of times I do the work and I don't think about it, the people that I work with, the people that um, the organizations that I've been able to be in contact with and partner with, I like to call them partners. I don't like to call them grantees because mm -hmm. I do have the opportunity, um, the Circle of Joy has the opportunity to work together um, to make and amplify the brands and the nonprofits, um, do whatever they need. Um, so 
that could be because we do time, talent, and treasure. That could be um, we lead with our treasure, with the circle of joy, and follow the time and talent, which um, is a a two year commitment at the minimum because we want to make sure that we're just not a one and done group. Yeah. Um, we want to make sure that what they need is there, whether that's some strategic planning, maybe it's volunteering. I mean, um, I say I start where people are. Um, I like to start where people are. So yes, I can we can do systemic change, but sometimes, as we talked about, sometimes you just need a, a hand, you just need a, a lift, and, and that's going to make you go so much further, especially these organizations that are Black-led, where the leaders are um, undervalued and underfunded. Yes, this is so important because, you know, for a time, I've been operating my practice for 13 years, and uh, I have founded a nonprofit organization. And one of the things that I found through that body of work was that on average, Black-led organizations were really only be, being given on average about $20,000. That was kind of the cap. And, and mm -hmm. many organizations that could help to build the capacity needed to be able to get access to additional resources to expand their impact wasn't even being offered, right? So there's so much bias even within our foundation community. And so like when you talked about the fact that you don't see your folks as grantees, you see them as partners and just what you call yourself circle of joy. Like this is, it gives me joy to be able to create this platform and to give to initiatives that are black led, that are impacting black people. But, but then also we're, we're, because we're giving you this access, you also get to experience this joy. And we're gonna be with you side by side for two years and giving you anything that you need to leverage the investment that we've been able to give to you. I mean, how different our outcomes would be if we all approach giving in this way? Yeah, I definitely think that that is true. I think that, you know, when we do not look down at organizations, um, and like I said, um, a lot of times people assume, oh, well, you, you give this and you give that. But really, I grew, I gained so much from um, giving. I gained so much from learning about the, the great things that they're doing. Most of these organizations have, um, like I said, been impacted the hardest, but they don't get the value and the impact. They don't get the money because they're working so hard. They're, they're doing the work um, tire, tirelessly. Um, they may not have formed time to fill out all of the grant uh, requests for proposals, this and the other. A giving circle um, also is a different tool where you, know, you are getting funds that are unrestricted. So oftentimes with grants, you know, it's like, hey, you got to do this with this money, you got to do this with money, this got to do this with this money. Um, in our giving circle, the funds are unrestricted. So, you know, it could be an organization that needs to pay the light bill to keep the lights on for the youth that are coming to their community center or, or are going to get um, or gas money for a bus tour, for a college tour. I mean, all of those randomly different things, but that helps the organization stay afloat and stay alive. Um, it could be that they need some strategic planning for um, the future of the organization because they're just growing leaps and bounds. And we have relationships and or giving circle members that can help in those ways. So um, it's a lot of ways to give back. It's a lot of ways to use the time, talent, and treasure that we have as individually, individuals to collectively really impact um, organizations. Yeah, well, and that's another thing that I feel like sets your work apart um, that I, that I want to just highlight um, from other giving circles, like other giving circles that I know they they write the check and that's kind of it. And and whereas you're approaching the work 
um, with a mindset of we're going to make you better as a result of this investment so that you can tap into even more resources moving forward. Right. Um, and so Correct. I really, I, I love that. And I feel like that's a competitive advantage that you have. And if you didn't know it, um, now, you know, so, um, <laughs> All right. So I'm curious about how many people have benefited from the consortium and what kinds of projects you funded and who can apply for this funding. So um, with the um, so with the circle or with the consortium, because the circle is different from the consortium, which is another work that we're working with, um, where we get to work with women who are really um, intentional about black girls and black women, which are um, which is something that's very important to near and dear to all of the women in the consortium. So we've been doing very intentional work to listen, like I said earlier, to hear what needs to be happening um, and then give back based on the needs of what we hear from the young ladies. Got it. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. So of course, you know, your giving circle is going to be, you know, the folks in your region, you know, the Atlanta mm -hmm. region is going to benefit, but then the consortium, which is a little bit different. Um, now is that, so that's not a funding arm. It's an information arm, right? That you're using it, to it, influence how people go about supporting black girls and women. Yes. Yeah, so as a core movement partner, we have um, been tasked with along with uh, about 20 other women, um, women-led organizations, Black women-led organizations to hear what is needed. So when grant monies are available, we can be intentional. And um, as we have larger amounts, we can make systemic, lifelong legacy building changes for Black girls um, and Black women, as opposed to, you know, when you hear, you know, numbers like 90 million, a billion in the dream fund, we have huge numbers that are coming that seem really big. But at the end of the day, it may not be, you can spend money really quickly <laughs> if, you, if you really want to, you can spend money really quickly. So we wanna be very intentional about how that money is um, and where that money is focused, making sure that it really does bring black girl joy to young ladies for their future so that they, they won't have to go through the same things that prior generations had to go through or make sure they have access to funds and or opportunities that other women, um, even myself may not have had. Um, so I think our, well, I know that our goal is to make sure that we leave a mark where it's better for the youth, for the girls, because they have to go through so much. Um, as Black women as a whole, we all have, we come out with stress. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So let's take a little bit of that off, off of the young ladies. Absolutely. So how many women, uh, Black girls and women have, do you think have benefited from this work? Wow, I think it's 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 thousands. It's 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 very it, it multiplies, right? Because you look at at every point, right? So yeah. even my myself being affected um, as a core movement partner, the young ladies that I've listened to over the last couple of years, um, when I, they've told me their stories on what things they struggle with, um, the organizations that we've been able to give back with, we did a Black Girl Joy. Um, COVID relief fund that we literally gave back um, money to individual girls as they showed us and told us their stories of what they were doing to find Black Girl Joy during the COVID season when everybody was kind of feeling down. Um, so that was very intentional that to lift up those girls and just basically say, you rock, you're great, encourage them to keep them moving, 
to keep them having being positive during this because they're doing things that are that are positive. Then the organizations that we've been able to give to as a whole, as they are actually are giving to um, two girls um, and, and are intentional, intentional about the work, um, whether that be mentoring, whether that be um, reproductive uh, reproductive activities um, and care, whether that be mental health. Um, it's all of those things. And so that actually affects the community. So it, it really is a snowball effect where I might see it affecting me, but it affects everything that I touch because it kind of isn't what I say and what I see, it influences others. So it influences me, it influences the young ladies, which in influences their families, right? Which yeah. influences their communities. So, it so it's really like the gift, it's awesome. like the gift that never stops giving. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's beautiful. So how do you decide on who you're going to engage in these listening sessions? So we have um, core movement partners throughout the South um, that are engaged in the community. And as a core movement partner, we have recommended some organizations to listen to because once again, if you want to hear the community, you want to see what's happening in the community, it's great to have people who are of the community to speak for it. Yes. You don't need anybody coming in from, you know, another country to tell me what's happening in Atlanta, Georgia. I can tell you what's happening in Atlanta, Georgia, because I live in Atlanta, Georgia. Absolutely. Um, so um, the consortium has been very intentional about finding core movement partners in different regions of um, the country in the South to speak to what they're already doing in the community. They're already giving back. So um, me, along with 20 other women, um, are already doing things in their community. So we can literally bring in a plethora of experiences of voices because of what's happened in our communities and the relationships that we've built over the years. Yes. Um, and so with that, um, that is how we find the voices of the young ladies. Mm, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So if, if someone wanted to start something like that, a movement like that in their region or a giving circle in their community, what advice do you have for them? I would say um, find your tribe. Find some people that also want to do the same thing that you're doing. Um, and maybe not to say, you know, you might say, I want to you know, save the whales. And maybe it's somebody else out there that wants to save another creature in the sea. But find people that have like minds like yourself. And then you all think and talk and do some strategic, really do some deep diving and seeing what it is that you want to do. And then listen to your community. Go out there and actually talk to your community to make sure that you're not just making it up. Remember, we said we got to listen to what the community wants. But if you see a need and you think that you can help fix that need, then, then that's, that's on you. That's your calling. Um, and so... I would say find your tribe and then figure out what you all can do. It doesn't have to be grandiose. It doesn't have to be big. You can start where you are. That may be that you give $100 a month or maybe $100 a year. I mean, depending on what age you are, I'm actually working with some college students to start giving circles on HBCU campuses. Yes. And, you know, they will oftentimes tell me that they have no money, but they are very, very smart, very, very crafty. And a lot of times they have more money than me. I tell them, look at their shoes. Those are Jordans. They Come weren't yeah, um, yep. so. it, It's all about, right, right. It's all about what we really value. Come on now. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so when I, when I break it down to 
the core of, you know what, let's start where we are. Let's not eat pizza, you know, every week. Maybe you skip a week out of the month. You have 10 friends. You all get your $10 together. Y'all come together. That's $100 a month. You do three months of that. That's $300. There's a school on the near the campus that you want to help uh, with the playground, which will help the kids go outside and see a beautiful place. Maybe you're painting it. Maybe you're cleaning up the grounds. That $300 and the time and the talent that you have to help clean it will change the lives of those kids. They might have a better um, experience when they go out and play, or they might actually be able to go out and play because the, the lawn or the yard grounds might not be kept. Um, and that $300 speaks volumes. And so yes. that actually is very simple, just a simple piece where how you could start a giving circle, how you could start a movement, how you can start a relationship. Because at that point, you start building trust. Maybe you want to adopt a school at that point. Maybe you want to start tutoring. These are things that college students can do because you know, they have a little bit more time. So maybe they, they maybe they start with their talent as opposed to their treasure. Yeah. But they yeah. still are philanthropists. They still are giving back. They still are showing their love for humankind and mankind by doing the things that they need to do to create the change that they want to see. There was so much passion laden in that response. That was so beautiful. And, you know, just the bottom line is, it's like, we can all do something. Start where you are. Start talking to people. Rally around. Like, I, I love that, that it doesn't, sometimes we feel like, well, you know, who am I to do? Well, who are you not to do, right? Or I can't, exactly. but you can. Let's not talk about what it is that you can't do. Let's talk about what you can do and let's lean into that. So, oh, that was so beautiful. All right. So I would be remiss if I didn't talk about wellness. Right. So it's clear from uh -huh. your bio and all the things that we've talked about today, sis, that you are busy. Right. Um, you are busy doing all this beautiful passion work. And so I'm curious about how you take care of yourself in general, but especially when you're stretched thin by the number of things that you've got um, in the fire. So um, what I do know for sure, and I, I learned, I heard this a, a long time ago, but I know it for sure now. Um, this work is heart work and also heart work. So I, I feel it in my heart and sometimes it's hard on me. Um, but um, it's my passion, so I got to do it. I can't let it, can't stop it. Um, yeah. I do take time to unplug. I do have a great um, tribe of um women, especially Black women, that uh, encourage me and uplift me and give me the space to have the respite that I need when I need it. Um, and they'll check me. They'll be like, get some rest, you know, um, slow down. And also, I can't work hard to help and change my community and build my community if I'm not well rested. Come on. Um, yes. So I, I really, um, you know, there's something here in Atlanta called the NAP Ministry. Um, I oh, really yes, I've heard all about that nap ministry, honey. <laughs> right. I am yes. all for it. Yes, I love it. I love it. Okay, right. okay, really sis, continue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. And then also exercise. I mean, getting out and taking a walk. I mean, you know, in this season of COVID, you know, you can get in front of a computer and stay there all day and sit in one spot. Um, getting out and taking a walk, going to the farmer's market and getting fresh vegetables. Um, those are really important and intentional for um for me, um, yes. as I know that, like I said, if I'm not if I'm not in a good place, I can't help others uh, as 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 well as I could if I was in my best self. So, That's good. Um, yes, I'm yes, yes. Gonna, <laughs> I'm actually uh, 
I haven't started it yet, but I'm going to try um, boxing because I always wanted to and I was a little bit fearful, but I'm like, hey, why not? Why not now? So that'll mm. be fun. All right. Good. I love that. Trying. You just hit it on all cylinders, creating joyful experiences, <laughs> your, you know, your social connections and how important those are taking some much needed rest through that nap ministry and then some being outside. So I just love that you um, understand the importance of taking care of yourself as a reservoir for yourself and also for the amazing work that you are doing uh, in the world. And so I just want to share my gratitude for you and all the things that you're creating, all the people that you've impacted and all the people that I know for sure you are going to impact moving forward, right? I feel in many ways, you're, you're probably just getting started, sis. So with, yes, yes, you're welcome. So Joy, how can people stay in touch with you? Because I know that they're going to want to. So how can they do that? So we are, the Circle of Joy is on um, Instagram at Circle of Joy ATL. Um, We are also on our website is www.circleofjoyatl.org. And that's how you get in touch with me. I mean, I'm, I'm Joy, so it's it's kind of um, easy. A lot of my circle members laugh and we giggle now, as we've been in existence for over 12 years now. They say, "Hey, if you want, you want to start a giving circle, just name it after somebody because they got to show up." So. Yeah, that's real. Well, and and what better what better name to give it than Circle of Joy, right? What better name oh. to give it because it truly represents the work that you do, this loop that you do, your foundation. Um, So it's just so beautiful. I have so much gratitude for you being here today, for imparting all of your knowledge um, and your wisdom and your inspiration. And so everybody in the Well Beautiful Woman community, you heard it. Make sure you get in touch with Joy. Follow her work. Um, If you're interested in starting a giving circle or a movement like the consortium, definitely look to her because she has created the models for us to be able to implement that in the most meaningful way in our respective communities. Uh, any final words that you want to leave us with, Joy, as we wrap up? Um, no, I would just say um, in this season, be intentional um, and know that you are a philanthropist. Mm, yes, we are all philanthropists. And gosh, you know, that intentionality can help us to create the kind of lives that we um, only dreamed of, right? And so I, I love that. And so thank you again. Be well, beautiful woman community. I love y'all so much. Until next time, Ashe.